The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. What makes a successful entrepreneur? One who is constantly worried about the success of their business to the point where they don't have any time for themselves? Or one who keeps an eye on business but also makes time for the rest of their life? Welcome to Reclaim Your Freedom with host Shirley Dalton. In this program, you'll learn how to create an amazing, successful business and still have time for a life. Now, here's Shirley Dalton. Hello and welcome everyone. Thanks for joining us today. This is one episode you won't want to miss. At Reclaim Your Freedom, we're all about helping you create your ideal business lifestyle. And today's guest, Denise Duffield-Thomas, has not only done that for herself, she's helped thousands of women entrepreneurs all around the globe to do just that. Now, if you're a man, stay with us. What Denise is going to share today works for you too. If you're in business or you want to be or you just want to bring good stuff into your life, then listen up because Denise is going to give you her five-step manifesting formula as well as share how entrepreneurs sabotage their income and what you can do to avoid that. Hey, Denise, just checking. You're on the line with us. I'm here. (laughs) Good to see you. And um, yeah, I'm really excited about today's call. Yeah, so am I. I'm really excited to talk with you today because you may or may not know that I'm a fellow Novocastrian, which for our listeners overseas is what we call someone who is from Newcastle, New South Wales, Australia. And like all the pics on your website, Denise, I love, love, love the beaches at Newcastle. So before we get into your formula and how entrepreneurs sabotage their income, I just want to share a little bit about you. You're known as the money mindset mentor for the new wave of online female entrepreneurs. You call yourself or others have called you lucky bitch and we'll hear a little about that a bit later on. You've written two best-selling books, Lucky Bitch and Get Rich Lucky Bitch, which gives a fresh and funny roadmap to creating an outrageously successful life and business. You help women release their fear of money, set premium prices for their services and take back control over their finances. And you're an award-winning speaker, author, and entrepreneur who helps women transform their economy class money mindset into a first-class life. And I love that, and I can't wait for you to share. So let's start with your title first, Lucky Bitch. Now, I have to say I was a little nervous to use it because we're a general business audience on Voice America, and we're broadcast all around the globe. Not everyone understands the Australian humour. So, Denise, can you share what it means to you to be called a lucky bitch and why it isn't a bad thing? Absolutely. So the funny thing happened to me when I started following the uh, principles of the law of attraction, but also just when I started to get my own money mindset together, which we're going to be talking about a lot on this call, um, seemingly amazing things started to happen to me. And if you weren't privy to what was happening on the inside, i.e. the hard work and the real intention and the clearing and a lot of the stuff I'm going to be talking about today, if you weren't privy to that, from the outside it just looked like pure luck. (laughs) And so my friends started saying, 
oh my god Denise you are so lucky and then oh I can't believe that happened to you you were such a lucky bitch <laughs> and what I noticed is that this is a very common thing and I have said this to my friends I've got a friend who's very healthy very fit and healthy and I'm like you are such a lucky bitch you can you know and she's like Denise, I get up at 5 o'clock every morning and go for a run. Like, I do yoga every day. I eat well. And so everyone, I think, if they've experienced a little bit of success in their life in one area, maybe you've got a great marriage, maybe you're fit and healthy, maybe you've got a strong business, you know what goes on behind the scenes. But from the outside, people think that it's pure luck. Mm -hmm. So lucky bitch for me was just a tongue-in-cheek way of kind of going, you know what, own that. But what I'm going to do is show you what it really takes, you know, and and regardless of how much work it takes in reality, people are always going to think that it's just luck. So, you know, I hope no one's offended by it. It's definitely tongue-in-cheek in it and a little bit of a fun take on that. And, yes, we definitely cater to men as well. I just want to – I mentioned you mentioned that right off the bat. Men do have money blocks too and men have mindset stuff too and I actually just got an email from someone today who was a guy – called Zach and you know but I was like hmm, do I call them lucky bastards <laughs> it's like what's the guy what's the guy version of that um so yeah that's how that's how it started Shirley <laughs> I love that what do you call it because I, I can remember listening to a documentary one time where the English people were learning about our phrase uh, you know that bastard and you can be this bastard and some of the other bastard but you can't be that bastard and so we I yeah truly hope that we're not offending any listeners today because it really is uh, just that Aussie slang language <laughs> it is but in um the UK because I lived in London for 10 years, they would call people a jammy bastard. Oh. And it means kind of the same thing. It's like, oh, you like you chancer kind of, you know, you, you huckster, you've lucked that in, um, that right in. So I think there's probably a, a translation in every country of what people call someone who seemingly is lucky yes, without yeah. doing any work. Yeah, and I, I remember a book I read, I think it was by Richard Wiseman, and um, and I can't remember the title now, but it was along it's the lines of... The Luck Factor. That's it. The Luck Factor. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, and there was nothing lucky about it as you're going to share. It was all, um, and I, want, I don't want to say hard work, but it was all um, disciplined work, dis disciplined effort. Absolutely. I totally recommend everyone grab that book. I'm so glad you brought that one up because I think that was also a catalyst for me of calling my company um, Lucky Bitch because Wiseman talks about these four factors and it's things like thinking that you are lucky, like having a positive mindset, expecting good things to happen to you. And he has then shown the science behind that, you know, mm -hmm. that if you expect that good things are happening to you, he's done the test between optimistic and pessimistic people and you know it, it does work that way that and you can look at the science behind it of um your your brain and how your brain recognizes patterns and there's a lot of science behind it but I tend to go on you know a bit more of the woo-woo side mm -hmm. but anyone who's skeptical you can go and read um Wiseman's book too and, and get a, another perspective on luck. Fantastic. Okay, so you've worked with thousands of people around the globe. What have you found when it comes to entrepreneurs sabotaging their income? The number one way that I, I see people, it's um, thinking that you have to work really hard to, to make money. Mm -hmm. 
That's the biggest sabotage I see. And the way that it manifests for people, well, hang on, let me just start. The way it usually comes about from people is we've all been told by our parents, money doesn't grow on trees. Mm-hmm. You don't get something for nothing. You know, and every country and every culture has probably got a similar um, thing that their parents have told them. But as entrepreneurs, we, we have still take that on board, which means that we resist delegating. We feel like outsourcing is somehow cheating and not working really hard. Um, entrepreneurs reinvent the wheel all, all of the time. You know, so it's like, oh, just launch something. But instead of using all the materials I used last time, why don't I completely start from scratch so I really earn this? <laughs> Have you done that before, Shirley? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah the, the last one wasn't good enough at all, so I have to redo everything. <laughs> yes, or people launch a course and then they go, well, not many people bought it, so I'll just create a new course mm-hmm. instead of just going back and going, okay, well, not everyone has seen this. Maybe I can tweak it. Um, so I think that's the number one thing that I see is this feeling that you have to work really hard to make money and it doesn't count if you don't have like blood, sweat and tears in it. And um, and then even if you do end up being able to make a success from your business, which a lot of people can overcome that, there's a guilty feeling around it of like, well, who am I to just to talk on the phone to people and get paid for it or who am I to make money just out of helping people improve their lives? It starts to feel icky and a little bit unseemly to, to make money from doing things that we love. So entrepreneurs today have got this push-pull. We're told do what you love and the money will follow. But then the, the real feeling behind that is and then you'll feel really crap about it sometimes <laughs> and kind of a bit guilty and it doesn't feel like you're allowed to do it. And who are you to do that anyway? So um, if that answers your question, that is that is the number one thing that I see throughout most entrepreneurs. Okay, well, that begs the question then, what can they do about it if they recognise that? Because I'm sitting here red-faced. Lucky for me it's radio because <laughs> I'm going tick, tick, tick. <laughs> yeah, but Shirley, guess what? This is the thing about money blocks that I want everyone to hear. They don't go away completely. Now, I remember hearing David Nagel say, new level, new devil. Have you ever heard him say that? No, I haven't. Um, or heard. So it's basically, you know, new, you get to a new level and there's a new problem to solve. Whereas I like to think of it as new level, old devil, which means you get to a new level of business and you think, oh, I don't have to worry about that anymore. I don't have to think, you know, I have to work hard to make money. And then I'm in the middle of a launch and I just said to my assistant two weeks ago, why don't we change our payment processes for this launch? Like, why don't we, you know, and then I just went, why don't we, at the same time I was going to film, I have three days of filming for my blog videos for next year. At the same time I was thinking, oh, why don't we buy a house this month? I was going to put everything in the same month mm-hmm. because I've got this underlying block that you have to work hard to make money. So the first thing that I want everyone to know is awareness is your first step and absence of money blocks is not your goal at all. It's You just have to learn to dance with it and move on anyway and know that they're always going to be with you. But if you can acknowledge it like I just did, I went, what am I doing? (laughs) I'm creating all of this stress for myself to justify making money. So I I just literally yesterday undid all this stuff. I need to move that. I need to move that filming. I need to. I'm not going to buy that house that I just thought I loved. I'm going to wait. 
um, I need to change this. And so when you have that awareness, you don't continue on through the sabotage until you're like lying in on the ground crying (laughs) because you're so overwhelmed and burnt out. Um, So you can go, oh, my God, that's, that's just my money block coming up again. And, I mean, I have to tell you, I haven't got to a stage yet where that completely goes away and I don't think you ever do. So awareness is the first thing. I love that. And also when you – it's almost like you're giving people permission there too because sometimes I think we have to go on this crusade. Oh, I've got to rid all of these nasties out of my body, out of my psyche, get rid of it until there's nothing left. And yet you've just given people permission to say – hey, they're not going to go away. They might pop up. They might pop up in a different way, but they're going to be there, so acknowledge them. And then it's almost like you can manage around them. And and I think they also change. Like I know a lot of uh, very wealthy people and, and they have they still have issues, but they're different issues. You know, some people say, oh, there's p- poor people's problems and rich people's problems. And, you know, the, the common word there is problems. Absolutely. Um, but, you know, I think sometimes I, I tell people, oh, let's do this so you can clear your money blocks. That's just to get people in the door because you can't say to people, hey, let's do this work. You're always going to have money blocks, but hey, let's just, you know, <laughs> that's okay. So sometimes you have to lead with the fact, you know, clear money blocks. But, yeah, you're totally right. You never really clear them. You just learn to dance with them and they don't affect you as much anymore. And I always say to people, it's like being in business. You're always going to be scared. It's just what scares you today won't scare you tomorrow. Oh. There'll be new things to be scared about. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> just different things. I love that. <laughs> oh, fantastic. Well, I think that's a really good place for us to take a short break. So stay with us now because when we come back, you're going to learn Denise's five-step formula for manifestation. Stay with us. We'll be right back. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. Shirley Dalton's guide, Five Simple Steps to Business Freedom, is changing the way today's professionals balance their work lives and the rest of their lives. You can enjoy this guide free when you discover businessfreedomfighters.com. You'll find out how to get out of the stranglehold of business and get your life back. The secret is not working longer or harder. It's working smarter and better. You'll join the thousands who find this guide and Shirley Dalton valuable resources for their business. Visit businessfreedomfighters.com today. If you like the Reclaim Your Freedom radio show, you can join Shirley Dalton for her TV show, Empowered Business TV, where you'll get to meet her guests in person and join in with activities to improve yourself, your team, and your business. Watch demonstrations of techniques and strategies you can implement immediately. Plus, regular business owners who are happy to share their experiences and secrets that have made them successful to help you achieve the success you want in business and in life. Visit EmpoweredBusinessTV.com today. The business community's first choice in Internet talk radio. Voice America Business Network. You 
are listening to Reclaim Your Freedom with Shirley Dalton. If you have a question or a comment about the program, please send an email to questions at daltonbusinesssystems.com. Again, that's questions at daltonbusinesssystems.com. Now, back to Reclaim Your Freedom. And we're back. Wow, so much content already just in the first segment. So... Denise, I love your definition of manifestation. Since you're going to be sharing your five-step formula for manifestation today, could we start by sharing your definition, please, and why it's so important for our listeners? Yes. So like probably a lot of people, I didn't really understand the concept of manifesting until The Secret came out a Mm -hmm. couple years ago. And, you know, it was on Oprah and it was all this kind of cool stuff. And... I always found it a bit too woo-woo for me. I was like, what do you do? Like, do I just have to really wish and hope and cross my fingers really hard and, like, you know, develop telekinesis to try and make this happen? I just couldn't figure out what I had to do. And um, and I think that's where a lot of people kind of got frustrated is it felt like it was about magic and it felt like it was almost about deservedness. Like, if you, if you meditate every day and get really good at that, then the universe will shower you with gifts. And so I started breaking things down in a very practical Virgo way of like, well, what would I need to do next? And then what? And then what? And then what? And I started making it very, very practical so then people could do it. So my definition now of manifesting is make real. Mm-hmm. That's it, because that kind of is the definition really anyway. To manifest something is to make it appear, to make it real. And so I just think, well, manifesting is just making things real in the real world, getting it from your dream board into reality, getting it from your brain into reality. And what does that take? And yes, you can use um, the powers of the law of attraction, but I also like to break that down. Well, what does that mean? How do you train your brain to look for those things? How do you have the courage to take action on opportunities that come up? How can you tell if an opportunity is, um, you know, synchronicity or or something that you've created yourself? Can you, it's kind of like Wiseman's work, right? Can you mm-hmm. engineer that? Can you engineer those opportunities? And, and one of his processes is, yeah, you can absolutely engineer opportunities for yourself. And in fact, self-proclaimed lucky people do engineer those opportunities. They actively look for opportunities. So that's, you know, for anyone who thinks, oh, manifesting is so woo-woo and, like, you know, esoteric, like, well, no, it doesn't have to be. It can be incredibly practical. Um, You just have to break down the steps and not miss out on stuff, not miss out on some crucial bits. Oh, I love it. And again, it's 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 taking out the woo-woo, as you say. And I mean, we do talk woo-woo on on our channel here. But um, for for some people, it's like oh, mention that. But the fact is that if you can see it in your mind, um, it can be created, which is what you're saying there about making it real as manifestation. So I understand you used each of your five steps to manifest winning a competition that had 30,000 entrants. I mean, that's amazing in itself. So can you share a little about the competition and how that led to the five steps? Absolutely. So I've actually been studying manifesting for quite a while. I, um, When I was 14, I started reading a book called The Magic of Believing by mm-hmm. Claude Bristol, which is about believing and using your mindset and stuff. But 
I really did struggle. I think, um, again, putting it into practice and feeling like I wasn't getting traction in my life. And um, my husband and I got married and it's supposed to be the happiest day of your life. And I was going, but I don't, yes, it's great getting married to this guy and yes, it's, marriage is wonderful, all this kind of stuff, but I don't like my job. I don't like where I live. I want to have a business. I want to write books. I want to do all this stuff. And so I said to a friend, you know, Mark and I, we just want to change our life. We want to go traveling. We want to do something amazing and adventurous. I'm ready. And I felt like I was just ready to put everything that I'd been studying for years into practice. You know, I was like, when is this going to pay off? Uh-huh. You know, when you're like going to seminars all the time and reading books, and you're like, when's the payoff of this? <laughs> you know, like, when's it going to click? And, um, and she sent me a message and said, you have to apply for this competition. And it was a honeymoon company that was looking for a couple, um, married or engaged or whatever, to go traveling around the world and test out their honeymoon destinations and basically be a, a, a honeymoon blogger for, for six months. And it was a paid position. It was um, worth about half a million dollars in, in travel prizes. And I just sort of went, oh, my God, this is my this is my opportunity. Again, lucky people, right? I've uh-huh. been telling people about, I've been looking for an opportunity. A friend saw it. She thought of me. She sent, sent it to me. So, again, one of those slightly, oh, that's completely random. No, it, it kind of wasn't. <laughs> um, and so <laughs> it wasn't because I, I was telling her about it. I was seeding it. Mm-hmm. And I expected something to happen. I was anticipating that something would happen to help me change my life. So um, I talk about this in great detail in my first book, Lucky Bitch, about how we we used every manifesting technique we had ever, ever heard of, everything from every book, every seminar we'd ever been to. We chucked it all in there to try and um, win this competition, and we did, mm-hmm. which would be a terrible story if we didn't. <laughs> but the point of that is, after that competition, I had a lot of time to think about all these different techniques we put into place. And I started rearranging them because I was like, oh, this they, they group together and oh, they kind of group together and they group together. And that's where I came up with this, um, this five-step process. And it's similar to other manifesting processes. I didn't invent the concept of manifesting. But, you know, from, from that time where I threw everything at it, and often we don't, we just do one, we go, oh, it's like, um, if you want to lose weight, right? You're like, but I went to the gym once. Like, why Why hasn't this worked? <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, I was really good for one day. Why haven't I got a hot body? It's kind of similar to manifesting. We go, oh, but I wrote down my goal once. Mm-hmm. But where's my, where is it? And um, when I saw what went into winning that competition as in consciously manifesting it and making it real, I think there was like 50 different little nuances that we did, like tiny little things that we did that we'd heard about that we actually put into practice. So, um, and, and the competition was great, I have to say, you know, like winning the competition and going, traveling was amazing. But the, the highlight for me, honestly, was having that time to, um, to hack that manifesting process and then share it with others. Yeah, it was great, you know, being on the trip, but I was like, oh, this has a bigger purpose for me than just getting some free travel yes yeah and and I love that you you decided that you were open to something else you wanted something more and then as you say you seeded it and you put it out there 
And for me, I've always wanted to be an international speaker and writer. And the day that the um, offer came through for being a radio host on Voice America, just a, a gut feeling said, yes, take it. And then the very first day I was doing it, and I'm looking at this big microphone in front of me, and we're broadcasting worldwide. And I thought, wow, that was what was on my vision board and what was on my mind movie. And here's this big microphone. And I thought, well, didn't exactly manifest exactly how I saw myself on stage, but here it is on the worldwide stage. And so um, I think that's another point there that uh, is that you put it out there and then were open to how it showed up. You know, you said you wanted to go travelling. I'll bet never in your wildest dreams did you think that you'd be doing a honeymoon <laughs> travelling. I can't think of anything. Never. Like, wow. Never. Exactly. Now, I know you're probably going to go to break in a sec. Do you want me just to say the five steps and we can go into them in yeah. more detail after the break? Sure. Okay, so there's five steps. Everyone can just write these down or we can give you a resource in a sec to be able to have a handout for it. The first step is decluttering, getting rid of everything that doesn't work. We do this mentally, emotionally, physically. The next step is deciding what you want. This is where the goal setting stuff comes into, getting really clear on what you want, um, which is trickier than, than you think, right? And it's, there's nuances around that to make sure you're really asking for what you want. The third step is creating anchors, making sure you're in the flow, keeping your vibration high. The fourth step is around taking action. And people get this wrong because they go into action first without doing all the other stuff, and it's just... It's messy, you start to manifest the wrong stuff, you're not ready, you sabotage yourself, all that kind of stuff. And the fifth step, which is one of the hardest ones, is learning to receive and being um, in that receptive place in the lag time between when you set your goal and when your goal shows up, and that can be the trickiest thing. Um, so they're the five steps, and there's there's a lot to each one, but um, but after the break, we'll go through them a little bit more, and I'll give, give you guys a couple of tips. And also, um, Shirley and I have got a resource for you to, um, to make it a bit easier. Okay, so stay on the line with us, listeners. We'll be right back and we're going to go into detail on each of those five steps. We'll be back shortly. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. If you like the Reclaim Your Freedom radio show, you can join Shirley Dalton for her TV show, Empowered Business TV, where you'll get to meet her guests in person and join in with activities to improve yourself, your team, and your business. Watch demonstrations of techniques and strategies you can implement immediately. Plus, regular business owners who are happy to share their experiences and secrets that have made them successful to help you achieve the success you want in business and in life. Visit EmpoweredBusinessTV.com today. Shirley Dalton's guide, Five Simple Steps to Business Freedom, is changing the way today's professionals balance their work lives and the rest of their lives. You can enjoy this guide free when you discover BusinessFreedomFighters.com. You'll find out how to get out of the stranglehold of business and get your life back. The secret is not working longer or harder. It's working smarter and better. You'll join the thousands who find this guide and Shirley Dalton valuable resources for their business. Visit businessfreedomfighters.com today. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. 
Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Reclaim Your Freedom with Shirley Dalton. If you have a question or a comment about the program, please send an email to questions at daltonbusinesssystems.com. Again, that's questions at daltonbusinesssystems.com. Now, back to Reclaim Your Freedom. And we're back. Wow. You've been listening to Denise Duffield-Thomas and I'm Shirley Dalton, your host of Reclaim Your Freedom. And Denise has given you the five steps to her manifestation and we've talked about what manifestation really means and that is to make real. So let's get into it now, Denise. Let's go into more detail about these five steps. Absolutely. So, again, I just want to tell you guys, you know, it's we're just going to have time for one or two tips per step and that's okay. But remember, you, I want you to go into this with a philosophy of everything works, throw everything at it. So if one thing doesn't work for you, try something else. But the principle of each step is, is the most important one. And this is particularly important in step number one, which is around decluttering. So this is a very simple word for there's lots of things you can do around decluttering. I like to, again, take it from every, every angle I can, which means let's talk about physical decluttering for a second, right? So with the competition, I knew that if we had won, we would have to move house. We'd have to go on the trip almost straight away. So I started to go, well, I'm just going to start, like, decluttering what I need to to make that easier. I started decluttering my house. I was like, if I'm going to go um, on a six-month trip, what do I need to do? I need to clear my calendar. I need to make sure I am ready to go, which meant even taking care of stuff like renting out our apartment, you know, like finding tenants for our apartment. What are we going to do with our cats? Who's going to look after our cats? So decluttering in this stage means for this, for that big, big goal that you want in the future, how can you start moving forward as if that's happening like in a week's time or two weeks' time? And this is the most a very key thing, right, because people go, I'll do that when the goal turns up. Mm. Don't they? They're like, oh, well, give me, send me the money first and then I'll, I'll clear that stuff. No, you have to do it the other way around. I had to tell a friend, I'm not going to be at your wedding. She was like, why? And I said, because I'm going to win this travel competition. <laughs> <laughs> and she was like, oh, you, you won it? And I'm like, no, but I'm going to. Um, and so the same thing, you know, if, if you are moving forward anyway, well, start moving forward as if that's happening. Like you have to show that you believe it. Um, so that's the physical and mental stuff right around that. But one very specific thing that you guys can do now is um, take an inventory of your money memories. This is the very first thing that we do on, say, my money boot camp. Or take an inventory of your memories around um, being in business, for example, if that's you have a business goal. Think about everything that, um, like, for example, with money, what negative stories do you have in your life that you need to clear around money? What negative beliefs have you got in your life that you need to clear around money? And usually this can be traced to a particular incident in your childhood. So, again, you can make a list of all of those things because that awareness sometimes starts to come out, oh, that's why I think you have to work hard to make money because my parents did. You know, my parents told me that um, money doesn't grow on trees or whatever. So, that whole decluttering 
thing is huge. And I would say out of the five steps, this one is the most important because it has the most, um, I guess, little branches that you can go off on. You can go from the self-decluttering self-beliefs. You can go really practical and literally clean out the physical stuff in your life that is not going with you on your journey towards your goal. You can clear out the emotional stuff. You can clear, clear out the mental stuff. So uh, I think that's, yeah, it's a big, it's a big one. Yeah, look, and, and I totally understand that and I really want our listeners to get that. And, you know, I can remember as a child growing up, my mother used to say to me all the time, oh, you're an ungrateful wretch. Oh, you mm. know, even now I, I get it. I think, ooh, and then I think, no, I'm not. I, I'm not ungrateful. And, and, of course, with the law of attraction and manifestation, that's one of the key things is to be grateful. So, as you say before, just being aware of that and then being able to declutter that. I love it. So, um, and we're also going on an adventure. We're taking off to the United States in about a month's time for about six months, and we've been doing exactly what you've said there. We're getting, um, I would say, release. We're releasing a lot of excess stuff that we don't have because we're not going to be here for six months. Absolutely. And if you waited until the universe paved the way for it to all be perfect, it's too late you know it's like it's that would cause a lot of stress do it now and you're showing that faith you're showing the belief that you are moving because you you are yeah and they're all just yeah sometimes doing those things aren't just about clearing the way it's about building your own belief yes like a little bit at a time and that's 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 really key and that's why I actually spend so much time in that decluttering space because if you don't they will come up and sabotage you in later steps those things either the physical stuff because you've created a mess for yourself or the emotional stuff. You know, uh -huh. if you don't clear those beliefs of things that your parents called you, which, by the way, my mum used to call me a, a little bitch sometimes, <laughs> right? Isn't that funny? Um, but if you don't let that go, it will sabotage you in step two and step three and step four and step five. And then you have to almost, it's like snakes and ladders. You always have to go back, oh, God, I'm going back to that snake down to the start. Whereas if you spend a lot of time in that um, foundational space, the other bits become easier. So, yeah. All right, so let's move on to step number two. This one's a little bit more straightforward. This is where you, uh, it's, I just call it decide. Decide what you want. Mm -hmm. Get really clear on your goals. And, again, there, there are nuances around that. You know, you can create smart goals. Um, you can... Write down your goals every day in your journal. Um, I heard a quote that's a millionaire writes her goals down once a day, a billionaire writes hers down three times a day. <laughs> you know, as, so that's a, it's a very simple one, but, again, there are nuances. Um, people ask me, well, Denise, what's the best way to write down your goals? And I said, oh, my God, just do it. <laughs> just do it in any way you can because it's all just repetition. It's all just building that belief. But if you think there has to be a perfect way, then that's just a sabotage because mm -hmm. you'll procrastinate. You'll go, oh, like my, my hubby, the first thing he did when I said, you know, he's going to help me with this launch this month, he's like, I have to go to Officeworks and pick up a, a wall chart. You know, he's obsessing over the perfect spreadsheet. And I'm like, no, let's just write down on a scrappy piece of paper what's our goal for this launch. It doesn't have to be perfect. So, yeah, nuances, but, again, just do it. Make sure you have you actually just know what you're asking for. Don't be vague. Don't be mm -hmm. like, oh, universe, just send me what I 
just send me an opportunity. Be like, okay, what kind of opportunity do you want? Do you want to go traveling? What do you want to do? What size? Is it get very clear on that? Um, now, step number three is around anchors. And this, um, this is around, about surrounding yourself with possibility of your goal. So if you want to go traveling or you want to go move somewhere, have that on your, on your um, desktop, on uh-huh. your computer. Have a, a dream board. Have brochures. Have something pinned up on your wall. And I think there are, there are so many different things that you can do around this. I, I want to share two that I did for the um, competition that really, really helped me. Uh-huh. One is my password for my computer and for everything became um, honeymoon testers. Oh, love it. Yeah, I typed that in multiple times a day. Like honeymoon, and every time I did, it was another little anchor. I was like, oh, oh, and it just, every little time I did it, it built my belief a little bit more. And that's what you're going for um, in, in this whole manifesting thing. You're looking for those little things that you can do that are automatic that build your belief and build your um, capacity to take action. So that's one. And then the other tip I want to share, what's another good one? I um, used my phone. I put a a calendar reminder in my phone. And so if you've got an iPhone, you can just put it in your calendar. And it said, congratulations on winning the honeymoon tester's job. And I just set it for like 4 p.m. And at 4 p.m. that would pop up on my phone. And it would say, congratulations, and I would just sit there, soak it in for like five seconds and go, yeah, yep, 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 that's going to happen. That is happening. And just, yeah, so just, but I've got a million of those little tips and tricks that I I love to do (laughs) because you want to brainwash yourself in a way, right? You want to put all those things in where you don't have to think about it, but they're there and they're building your belief. So there are two things you can put into practice straight away. Mm Mm-hmm. Step number four is about taking action, right? So to win the competition, I had to apply for the competition. I had to actually put in an application. And so many people miss this bit. They're like, oh, well, if it's meant to be, the universe will find me. Yes, it could, but meet it halfway. Meet the universe halfway. Um, I wouldn't have won the competition if I hadn't actually applied for it and did the practical stuff to take action in it. Same with, you know, if you're going overseas, well, you're going to have to start applying for your visa sooner than later. Mm-hmm. You know, you're going to have to work out those details um, You for your business. It's like, oh, universe, send me more clients. Okay, cool. Well, in the action space, why don't you send out a couple of emails? Like, why don't you make some offers? The universe will help you with that, but you need to step up and, and make it easy for the universe to, to bring that it's- stuff to you as well. It's almost like showing the universe that you're actually serious about this. Just it takes, Absolutely. Yeah, taking the action towards making it happen says, hey, I, I am serious. I'm doing this. And, again, it's that thing of like, oh, lucky people seem to have things fall into their lap. Yeah, they do, but because they're taking action as well and they're creating um, the opportunity for synchronicities to happen. Mm-hmm. And don't get me wrong, there are things that will happen when you follow this process. There will things that will happen that you will think that is pure magic, really. It will feel that way. But that's because you've put some skin in the game. You're meeting the universe halfway. You're allowing those um, conditions to thrive 
Mm. As, as it were. When, when in our leadership program, we study the commitment pro, pro, program by Johann von Goethe, you know, and it says until oh, yeah. one is committed, uh, there is hesitancy. I won't go into the poem, but, you know, this was written a couple of hundred years ago and it is that, you know, um, once you start taking the action, all things start to happen. So what's number five? Do we have time for that before the break or should we yep. get into that? Yep, we've got about yeah. three minutes. Perfect. So this is about receiving and this isn't just about saying um, yes to opportunities, although this is a big one, but it's also about allowing yourself to experience joy now even if the goal hasn't shown up yet. And this is the key thing that a lot of people do. They go, well, I'm not going to treat myself great until I deserve it. You know, I'm not going to open that champagne until I've hit that that big goal or I'm not going to treat myself well. And we've all got this feeling of like, well, one day in the future I'll be this amazing person who will meditate every day and wear makeup every day or like really treat myself. And the whole thing about five, number step number five is you have to be in the space now. You have to give yourself permission to experience pleasure and receive before the big thing has shown up because that's the only way you're really going to receive that as well. So if you don't think you're worth using your best china now, what makes you think that making more money is going to change that? And this is where you avoid being one of those people who are never happy with what you've got, you know, because the universe can only send you what you've already got and the universe can only help you create who you already are. So you have to change those things now. You have to give yourself permission to receive that now and then it opens up the channels for the next big goal to come in. That's really interesting, Denise, because I can remember with my mother, everything was always put away for best and we never got to use it. And, of course, when she passed away, we had cupboards full of things that were really, really good. But by the time that we got them out of the cupboard, they were old and tatty and they never got used. And I just thought, wow, that's so sad. I'm never doing that. If I've got good stuff, I'm using it. So I'm glad to see that that's part of your manifestation there now. I'm, without knowing it, been doing that. Yep, it really is. And it helps for that lag as well, right, between set a goal and then now what? Like, do I just have a miserable life until it's, one day it just clicks over? No, you, you give yourself permission to, to have everything now and more will come yeah. as well. And I also like the fact that you bring up this about receiving because um, for a lot of us it is a difficult thing. I can remember it being pointed out to me one time when I was at a fundraiser and this lady said to me, would you like a cup of tea? And I said, oh, yeah, that would be great. And my instant reaction was to reach down into my bag to get the money to pay for it. And she put her hand up and she said, no, no, that's okay, I'll get it. And I was like, oh, 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 oh. And then I had to check myself and say, Thank you. That'd be really nice. We're talking about a sixty-cent polystyrene cup of water with a tap. <laughs> I thought, oh dear, it's really common. And that's the thing: if you can't accept those little things, what makes you think you're going to be able to accept the abundance and riches that the universe really has in in store for you? And you have to practice with the little things so you can receive the big ones. Okay, well, I think that's a really good place to take a break. So we'll be right back. You won't want to miss this because, look, uh, Denise has got even more tips to share with us on how you can create your ideal business lifestyle. We'll be right back.
Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. Shirley Dalton's guide, Five Simple Steps to Business Freedom, is changing the way today's professionals balance their work lives and the rest of their lives. You can enjoy this guide free when you discover businessfreedomfighters.com. You'll find out how to get out of the stranglehold of business and get your life back. The secret is not working longer or harder. It's working smarter and better. You'll join the thousands who find this guide and Shirley Dalton valuable resources for their business. Visit businessfreedomfighters.com today. If you like the Reclaim Your Freedom radio show, you can join Shirley Dalton for her TV show, Empowered Business TV, where you'll get to meet her guests in person and join in with activities to improve yourself, your team, and your business. Watch demonstrations of techniques and strategies you can implement immediately. Plus, regular business owners who are happy to share their experiences and secrets that have made them successful to help you achieve the success you want in business and in life. Visit EmpoweredBusinessTV.com today. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Reclaim Your Freedom with Shirley Dalton. If you have a question or a comment about the program, please send an email to questions at daltonbusinesssystems.com. Again, that's questions at daltonbusinesssystems.com. Now, back to Reclaim Your Freedom. Wow. If you've been listening today, you've been listening to Denise Duffield-Thomas, who is a money mindset mentor and a world-class, and I do mean world-class manifester. And Denise has been sharing with us how we can manifest our ideal lifestyle, whether that be business or otherwise. And so, Denise, I just want to ask you then, um, can you use this for everything? Can we use it for business? Because a lot of our custom, um, customers, <laughs> I've got customers on the brain, I know that mm-hmm. I need to take some action on that. A lot of our listeners are actually in business. So what can you share with them? Absolutely. Well, this process can be used um, for anything. So it could be used for little things that you want to manifest in a day, you still go through the same principles or things that you want to manifest over a longer period of time. But I've got a client um, in mind who has completely shifted and changed her business over the last couple of years from being a very stressful one to now a a beautiful lifestyle one. So I'd love to share how she used those tips. Mm -hmm. Um, So in the declutter phase, the the problem that she was having was that she wasn't making enough money in her business. She was very burnt out. She was a naturopath. Mm-hmm. and she was seeing client after client after client, like literally back to back to back to back to back mm-hmm. all day long, and she wasn't charging them very much money. Mm-hmm. So I can't remember what her prices were, but say they were, it said $100 on her website. Mm-hmm. But when it came to like charging their card at the end of the session, she'd be like, oh, just give me $50 or just give me $70. Mm. So she had this massive problem that not only was she burnt out, but she was undercharging people um, what the actual advertised rate was. People were coming expecting to pay 100 and she was discounting them on the spot. So we went through this process and the first thing we had to declutter is, what's going on? Like, what are you doing here? And 
she had to really realise that she was making up a story, one, that people couldn't afford it, mm-hmm. um, which, as you know, you can never assume anything about your, about your clients and their mm-hmm. affordability. Um, and it's kind of a bit disrespectful in a way because people go in, you know, that this is they're making the, their decisions on their affordability, not her. Mm-hmm. You know, they're going into into that, and they're expecting that she is going to give them great solutions. So not only was she discounting, she wasn't even then saying, "Oh, these are the pills you need to take," because she was feeling bad about it, about making you know asking them to buy the solutions that they were coming to her for. So, you know, we, we went through that process again of declaring what's going on. Well, I feel bad at making money off people. Have you ever heard someone say that? Like, mm. I'm making money off people. And, um, oh, and I feel really bad. Like, it's, it, I feel like a bitch for charging them money. And here's the biggie. This should be free. Good health should be free for people. Ooh. Yes, right. And so in whatever business people listening do, of course, transformation should be free and it can be and you can help people do that through your free information like blogs or whatever but if they're coming to you for a solution one-to-one it's okay for you to charge for that and it's okay for people to to pay that right Mm -hmm. so she had this thing of like everyone should have good health why should I charge for this this is almost like feeling like she was doing an unethical thing by charging so that was the first thing we had to go, go through all of those emotions and feelings and beliefs and stories that she had um, the second one, well, what do you want? Her name's Tammy. And I'll just tell you, she's TammyGuest.com. May as well give her a plug while we're talking about her. So the next stage was like, what do you want? You know, and she wanted, she had an income goal that she wanted, but she also wanted to have some space in her in her business. She didn't want to see people, like, with no time to pee in between <laughs> sessions. Has anyone been there? Yeah. Put up your hand if you've been there. Um yeah, so we had to get really clear on that. Well, how many clients do you want to see a day? What days do you want to work? Get really clear. Like, don't assume that someone's going to just give that to you. You have to say, no, this is how I want things to be. So that's what we do. We mapped out her calendar. Um, she wanted to take Fridays off. She wanted to finish by a certain amount of time. She wanted to have some space. And so, you know, one of those things that she had to do was to actually charge people the the actual rate, right, to do that. But she had to get clear first on the emotions and then she had to get clear on what she wanted. This is before we even made her charge that rate. So that's why action is step four and not step one. Mm-hmm. She would have just freaked out and sabotaged it. Um, step number three, this one's about the anchors, the positive anchors. And for that, she – we did a couple of things for that. One is that she um, – I asked her to look around for business mentors that she admired their life, their lifestyle of, mm-hmm. and one of them was was Richard Branson. Mm-hmm. You know, so she had to have the picture of Richard Branson on her desk, and it's like, what would Richard Branson do in this situation? You know, mm-hmm. like would he would he really have back to back to back sessions with no time to pee, mm-hmm. let alone go on holiday <laughs> go on holidays? And she really wanted to have some holidays as well. Mm-hmm. So again, that that whole. Um, Step number three is about creating those positive, positive anchors. Um, we got her to change her password, exactly what I told you guys to do, to do the pop-ups on her phone. Like, it's safe for me to take time off work. It's safe for me to charge people. Um, it's it's safe for me to charge for my expertise. Things like that, just mm-hmm. to get her feeling okay about the actions that she was taking. I got her to put a picture of her dream holiday on her 
on her dream board, you know, all those things that help then to take action, which is step number four. The first action we got her to take was simply to charge the rate that she had said she was <laughs> going to charge. That was the first thing. Um, and one thing that we got her to do, a very practical thing again, think practically, is she actually hired an assistant to sit out in the reception and they charged the, the clients. Uh-huh. So Love she didn't have to do it anymore. And then she she had time to go and do a pee and all that kind of stuff because she wasn't taking care of the payments. And guess what? Her assistant had no triggers around charging that at all. Love it. Love it. Not at all. So, again, you have to look at it from every angle, right? What are some practical actions you can take? Not even – I'm actually not a fan of changing your own behaviour. I'm a fan of putting things in place, um, like, for example, hiring an assistant to do it. Yep. Instead of like, hey, why don't you just get better at charging people? Hey, why don't we just put this thing in place and then you don't have to think about it? And yeah. Okay. <laughs> we, we just need <laughs> to, just do to that. move it along a little bit there too. So quickly get to number five if you can. Yep. And for her, five was learning to receive, to receive the money, receive the money, receive the pleasure, to take that time off, go to the beach on her days off. And it, it was really tricky but can you see how each of those things were very practical mm-hmm. and it's taking the same formula but it was from a for a very particular business problem that she had and again you can use that same formula if you had a goal to make a certain amount of money or to solve a problem or whatever but that was just a very quick example of how how she took um that process and and um, now her business is very different she's very chilled she goes to bali a lot she charges really well for expertise that's great Uh, but she had to go through that process first to solve that one problem which was I'm not charging people yeah and and I look that uh, particularly in the helping fields like that that is a huge problem and it's just so wonderful that you are there and you're helping people to get that because as they become better then they can help the world in so you know it just goes around and around we're about out yeah. of time, so um, yeah. is there any last quick comment? Oh, yes. Um, oh, when I started doing this. about you? Oh, of course. I've actually got a free manifesting course uh-huh. that has a cheat sheet so you can go through the five steps. It's got a few more tips. And um, if you go to luckybitch.com slash Shirley, Mm-hmm. Um, S-H-I-R-L-E-Y, aren't you, Shirley? Mm-hmm. Um, you can get that free manifesting course and then, you know, and then you you can find out a little bit more and I'll send you tips and things like that. But that free manifesting course will take you through that whole process for whatever goal you're looking looking to achieve. Okay. Well, thank you so much. Oh, my God. Thank you for sharing all of those <laughs> fabulous tips today and your five-step formula for manifestation. <laughs> well, so. thank you, Shirley. I really appreciate it. And I just wanted to share one thing. Uh, just say to everyone, when you're looking at other people and you think, oh, they're so lucky, whatever, I like to just put my hand on my heart and say, today is my lucky day. Okay. Well. Just don't wait for Mercury retrograde or whatever. Today can be your lucky day. Okay, so listeners, you have no excuse now not to apply what you've learned today and even if you just take away that point from Denise, today is my lucky day. Thanks so much for joining us. Until next week, make sure to implement what you learned, especially incorporating some of those positive anchors so that you too can create your ideal business lifestyle. Thank you for joining Shirley Dalton and her amazing guest this week on Reclaim Your Freedom. 
Please tune in again next Tuesday at 1 p.m. U.S. Pacific Time for another edition on the Voice America Business Channel. Until then, relax just a bit and have a great week. Enjoy the upcoming weekend, and we'll see you here for the next show. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.